0: Hey, it's Bill Simmons. We're not just reacting to the NBA playoffs on my podcast. We're also doing it on the Ringer NBA Show and the Mismatch Podcast. They are coming after some of these NBA playoff games. Check it out Monday, Wednesday, and Friday nights on the Ringer Podcast Network. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with $25,000
1: there are issues. This is why I hate. I want the studio built out. I got dogs running around like maniacs. My wife is outside leaf blowing. I don't know if she's just leaf blowing the windowsill that's at my door of the office or what. Um, I'm ready I, to be back in the office.
2: There's your I, show intro. I have a little bit of good news. I'm going down to the office tomorrow to hook up at least... If nothing else our next podcast should be in the office. So I need to get does out. Does that of help house you? House. Does that make you feel better? It doesn't does make you me feel worse.
1: I need to get out of this house. It is horrendous. There's Listen. just always something. The door, somebody comes to the door, the dogs go crazy terrorist is in the backyard i don't know what's happening what? like different things what's the last crash. thing you said though like a terrorist Why? just shows up i don't know i don't think that's happening some random at all. militia i'm not sure what's <laughs> happening out there. It's just this different <laughs> where do you there.
2: live bro are
1: there's you a in lot Ukraine? of things happening so i don't want to talk about topical. it topical but um, um, so we have the, we are going to do
2: the big interview at the end it's about 30 minutes Here's the thing about the interview. We're not going to give away I don't think we give away too much. It's just an interesting it's a very interesting story about a card collection and there you go. Um, I feel good about that. Well, I have a few things case, I do want
1: to talk about though beforehand. So, we'll do a bit of a live show and then the interview that was recorded last week will be the conclusion of the show. It will be. And in fact, we're doing mailbag first.
2: We're literally closing with the interview and then outro and we're done. I don't get how your brain works where it's like, "You know what?" Let's just go ahead and confuse everything and mix it up. It's okay. I'm what's allowed. I'm, I'm okay if you want to do that. We have, I think, two questions we've in the are We've got five already. Oh, six. Oh, mine's not refreshed then, because I'm That's only fine. showing two. Um, all right, let's 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 go ahead and at least give people an idea for what's happening on the show. Do the um, thing. Bottom line. Oh. Rundown. Uh, Tops News. You're about to hear it. We're not going to get into it yet, but it's interesting stuff, especially if you are involved in the world of allocation. Uh, there's some more. F- uh, there's a chart from Filmington. Mike didn't give me any detail. I guess he's keeping this one close to the chest. I don't know why. Is it uh, chest talk- or vest? I say close to the chest. Really? Oh, Mike, wow. Do you have any but now that it? you said vest, yeah. it sounds right. Mike's a deciding vote. Whatever he says goes. Mike, Mike what is it? Close I'm to pretty the- sure it's vest. Dang it, Mike! Get out! That feels good. I don't even Uh, need to go to the office. Close Close to to the vest. vest. What's the origin SGC grading reveal, which we are not disappointed with. Uh, We have some release, a very big release. And we're going to hit the interview um, towards the end, save the best for last. And I guess mailbag is now what we're going to open with. So, no, no,
1: no, 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 no! I'm just saying mailbag before the interview. The oh, very last I thought thing. you wanted
2: to just open the I was show. Kid, that yeah, you know what? Let's, let's open
1: with the closing run. But that's why Ring, I was confused, Ring a Podcast Network powered by be Spotify. Be fair
2: with There's to your be open. fair, yep. you can't say that's not something you would do though.
1: I haven't ever done it yet, but I can't say that I won't. But I just exactly. that's all I meant. We do the inter- that way. People get a full live show. By the way, here's this cool interview. I think people will stick around for anyways, but if you're just looking for this week topical stuff, it's all sure. together at the beginning. That's all I meant.
2: Well, in that case, let's go ahead and hit them with the big picture.
1: So, biggest picture. Today, three days apart, second negative COVID test. Oh, my gosh. Full court basketball. So, there's your COVID <laughs> warning on our podcast again. I was told by a doctor. You know him, Everald.
2: I've heard of He them. said
1: three days apart, you test out, you're good to go. So, I mean,
2: CDC says after 11 days, I don't even have to care anymore. And that's where uh, I'm All right,
1: at, so. mailbag. Here we go. <laughs> so, big news from Tops. I received a message yesterday. I have since reached out to two other people who work at Distro. The news was very simple. Going forward, we are getting cut from Tops by about 50% of product.
2: When you say we, you mean everyone? Dist-
1: distribution.
2: Yes, okay.
1: It was presented to me as they believe this will be across, well, I talked to a second person who thinks that this is going to be across all the major distributors. As Mitch said last week anyways, it had already hit some of the small ones. This is the first I'd heard from one of the big three. Um, Tops is really cutting down on on the amount of product they'll be giving to distribution for distribution to distribute. That's what they do.
2: So, I, are you, just to clarify, Are are we saying that this is only affects distributors. Like if you, if a card shop gets cards, though, that comes from a distributor, right?
1: Uh, two ways you can either get right from dis- distribution. In a lot of places, if you have a brick and mortar store, you're getting direct from Tops as well, direct okay. from the company. Does so this affect talking, that then at all? We're, we're talking just distribution, which is how okay. breakers, though. I mean, I, I very yeah. few breakers have direct lines. Cut by fifty percent. This is major. This is a major change. If that ends up being true, which based on the people I spoke to, this is not a reason. I have no reason to doubt it. It's going to, I mean, obviously very, very negatively impact breakers and guys who are relying heavily on their allocation from distribution. Now, just to preface this, too, if you are just in the world of I'm a customer, I like cars, I just collect and I rip once in a while. Why do I care that distributors are getting cut and in turn breakers who have made all this money over the past five years? They will be cut. Why does that concern me? Quite frankly, from a from a money standpoint, monetarily, it's a negative thing to me. We're going to get less product. I'm going to make less money. Oh, if I take that out though, I actually think this is a very positive. I'm tentative to say it, but I do. I lean toward this being very positive. Way more product available direct to consumer. Because I think that's the method. I mean, that's what Fanatic does. Fanatics does. I think that's what you're gonna see tops do, because they are owned by Fanatics. If that's the case, again, hurts me in the wallet a little bit, but um, you know, if people can get product and it's more affordable. I think overall that's a good thing. Now breakers will whine we're getting less product. You know, if you had a very small account, you may not get any product. Now I, I don't know how they're going to make the individual cuts account on an account to account basis, but product being directly available to consumers, as long as the price is reasonable, is an excellent thing for the hobby.
2: Has anyone said anything about there actually being less supply? It's not an issue of that, though, right? No, I've just heard it's just,
1: it's simply a matter of moving numbers around. So I now start to question though, does that mean, and again, let's just use the even number. 50% is not going to distributors. Does that mean it's going right on the top's website, direct to consumer that way?
2: Maybe. If it's anything like what Luber was indicating, it sounds like that's a probably strong possibility.
1: Well, I start to wonder now too, though, are we going to have card shops involved? Like certain card shops will get much bigger lines of, of, um of allocation direct from tops is that the case are we going to see breakers start to get direct lines i don't know i just know that the traditional ways of doing things going through a distributor to get the massive amounts of product certainly seems to be changing and then someone pointed this out to me and this is again reading way too much into it but i don't really care luber posted on his story yesterday it was a quote it was just a picture of a handwritten note it said the goal is not to receive the approval of the old guard but rather to become so successful do you expose the complete irrelevance of their approval? Oh, now, kind of, does that mean that's talking at all about tops and baseball? I I, I honestly, I don't know. Jo- Josh is into a lot of things. could be totally unrelated, but that was kind of the chatter today.
2: Like, that was what that was related to. I, I thought more of, like, the approval of the people who have been in the hobby forever. That sounds more like that to me. Like, where it's like, right. you Us know, guys we're, who we're trying to appeal to the world now, not the fraction of people that are, have been in the hobby for decades. Um, Very possible. I, I would be surprised though, your theory about them going more into card shops. I would be surprised just based on the fact that it was such a strong point that the middlemen are basically in, in a card shop would be another middleman and to push it from allocation to card shop. I don't think they're benefiting themselves as far as a company goes on making additional money. You know what I mean? Cause
1: yeah, I disagree. I mean, additional money, just mark it up a little bit. Mark it up what the distributors were marking it up, and then send it to a card shop. You get a little extra profit, and that product is now getting into the hands of consumers through card shops.
2: I'd just be surprised if they don't have their own third party shop or a third party way of doing it, where they they sell it, and then if you want to go out on the third party market and sell it again, and then get what do you use,
1: explain this to me? I don't. I, I, so I, if they you're sell the using product,
2: using it, yep. So if they sell the product to the masses to yep. Joe Schmo then they have a third-party market where you can go back out and list it for sale. I, I kind you of- You think
1: they're just going to build out a market to do that? I, I wouldn't be
2: surprised. They have, I mean, here's the thing. They have okay. tops right now. I'm just saying sure. if they want, if they made a stink about middlemen and not, you know, businesses being, being cut out of a lot of the funds that they should have been getting, yep. that would be a way to recoup So that. the marketplace
1: would be peer-to-peer? I bought these yeah. cases direct from. Okay, I see what you're saying. I'm sorry. At first, you said third party. I'm thinking, well, that's what they have now. Why would they just? No, I no, get what no, you're no. saying. Yeah. So, here's the overall theme of this, too. For the first time in a long time, I do think there's going to be some challenges on the horizon for breakers specifically, which again, we've been living the dream for five years. I, I don't have any sympathy toward myself or other breakers, right? So, allocation is going to get cut, which is mainly going to impact baseball right now. It's what Tops makes. That hurts. Uh, football. I mean at least as of now a very boring class in terms of hobby hype very little uh, quarterback talent you know receivers but we've never really seen those those guys move the needle so the next the upcoming uh, quarterback class is going to be you know going to be quiet going to be slow not a ton of hype I think football is going to be a tough sell in 2022 into 23 and even basketball and this is again I said this yesterday and guys started chirping the next class is great this class was great I don't care about on court performance and skill when I'm talking about the market effect of hype on a player. Chet Holmgren might be the second coming of Larry Bird. Phenomenal. If there is no hype and his market is weak, the class isn't gonna sell well. Like that is a so clear distinction. I don't care about their on the court. I'm just telling you from the hobby perception right now. So put that in a vacuum real quick, potentially basketball and football with weak classes. And you're getting cut on distribution on your main source of baseball.
2: Are you Could end up being a tough year a, for Breakers. Yeah. Are you painting like a bad? You don't view the rest of the year going well. I mean, according to what I'm hearing from there, not
1: particular. I, mean, I don't have a ton of reasons to rejoice right now. Um, I'm not saying the sky is falling either. But I do think we're going to root out some of these breakers who were just they're used to getting their cases from the distribution. They forex their money, call it a day. You don't have to put any effort into it. I think we're going to kind of see the model get back to you better be going above and beyond for your customer, because if not, they're going to go elsewhere to people who have the product. I hope that's what we kind of see, but I think it's going to get a little tougher.
2: I w- I would not be surprised if honestly it inflates prices, because I could see that the market, if if they sell direct to consumer then sure. the breakers are going to have to get product from somewhere. They'll have to end up, because I, I don't foresee breakers just going away. I feel like, I mean, no. some definitely will. but yeah, like, By and large, no, I agree. But I feel like the ones who have the money to spend, they will spend and it will end up jacking up prices because people want to make a cut on the product that they just bought direct from Tops. So they'll sell it to them for an increased markup and then they'll have to sell it out to anybody else who couldn't get their hands on it.
1: Oh yeah, that's a possibility too. I hadn't really thought of. So either way, this is big news. I think this is the first we're seeing of of fanatics, and the the word Josh has used with us in the past is disrupting the way things are are done. Can't say as a whole. I think it's a negative thing. I don't like that. I'm going to make a little less money next year. But that being said, there you go. That's your okay. top's news. Um, the other top's news too that came out yesterday. Again, just to hit baseball real quick. Talk about a disappointment for top series too, like. There is, top series two is going to be putrid. The rookie checklist, because that's just a paper product. You're chasing paper-based rookies, like the Mm -hmm. Wander that came out in series one. There's not much here. Now, there is a second Wander, and it even specifically says on the checklist, he will have the RC logo. No one cares. I'm guessing that's just going to be the debut, but that's not going to be a card anybody cares about. I mean, there's a couple names I didn't recognize that I'm sure are okay. The only two I really actually knew, I think they both played for the Diamondbacks, by the way, Although Seth Beer was a Houston Astro, Seth Beer and Jake McCarthy. Like, hmm. I don't... The names, though, that are taken out of this, I, a lot of people thought Julio Rodriguez, Bobby Witt, and Spencer Torkelson. Three, I mean, Wander-ish type hype guys. Mm-hmm. Major hype. You know, selling really well. A, a Pena, uh, Alec Thomas. Like, Adley Rauchman was a way late call-out, so we didn't expect him to be in there. But this tells me Series 2 is going to be super cheap. But also that update, then, I think is going to be unbelievably loaded. I think you have to put all those guys in update. So, again, for you guys who actually collect and care about the flagship stuff, looks to me like Series 2 is going to be very, very weak. Have you but, seen the pictures of like what the cards are like? I have just a couple. I mean, I wasn't, you know. It's, I don't know. It's, a, it,
2: I'm not it's a boring. I
1: mean, yeah, Top Series 1, Series 2, and Update are not, like, specifically known for their great artwork. It's more just a, okay. you're chasing the flagship, so. Okay. Um, yeah, it's not a great-looking product. That is what it is, kind of to be expected. But but very underwhelming on Series 2, I would say. However, and this is my little conspiracy theory now, Ooh. I think you're going to see a bunch of these guys get put in Tops Chrome. Bowman Chrome is obviously a monster of a product anyways. And then you're going to see all these guys get put into the Topps update in a few months. And oh, by the way, we're going to start selling half of our stuff on the website. And these products that we're going to start selling on there are going to be awesome because they have a ridiculous checklist. I would like to think that was actually running through the minds of the people at Tops. Like, hey, you know how we make a bang? Not only are we pulling all this product to put it directly on the site, but when we do, we have this unbelievable stack of like young talent, but just hold it back one release and put it in the next. I, I don't know if that's true yeah. or not, but if it is, it's like hats theory. off. to. If it is, look what I'm doing here. Look, look. He took his hat off. People took my hat off. Uh, hats off to them if they did, because that would be genius marketing to me.
2: Um, the I
1: don't want to talk about it anymore. Though. Can
2: Can you tell me real quick? Just this <laughs> is a to. dumb question. What's oh, the boy. difference again between Topps Chrome and Bowman Chrome?
1: Bowman Chrome is a prospect product, so kids prospect, who were
2: drafted. That's yep. Right. Topps okay. Chrome is
1: going to be guys who are actually in the league this year. Yeah. Uh, with their rookies, which Wander is going to be in there, which is going to make it massive. I'm telling you, if Topps Chrome is like the first major which I don't think it would. Do me a favor. Look up when Top's Chrome is scheduled to come out. 2022 Top's Chrome. If that were to be one of the first products to be released on the website direct, Wander alone is going to move the needle. And if you held all these kids back, again, I would take my hat off, but I already have it off. Like, good on you for doing He doesn't doing have the hat on.
2: Uh, but, August 31st.
1: Oh, okay. So there's probably a couple in between that then that I'm I'm just not thinking of. Bowman Chrome would be after that. I wonder what other tops. Anyways, yeah, maybe maybe that's the plan, and if so, good on you. Great plan. All right. Um, what, what else do you want to speak
2: about? <laughs> uh, <laughs> we can go into the grading reveal, just let people know that we hit major.
1: i tell you what, the other thing, real quick, before we do that, I do, obviously, the, the finals start tonight. I think the Celtics are going to lose tonight. They have a pattern of struggling oh, in Game God. 1 against the Nets. They lost against the Bucs. They lost against the Heat. I think Golden State wins tonight. I'm very excited, though, to see... The amount of attention that Jason Tatum is drawing in from ESPN, Sports Center, all the stuff, all the podcasts are talking about it. He's like 20, what is he, 23, 24, and he's like just killing it right now. I do like seeing that. I'm just kind of surprised his, his value hasn't changed. I yeah, like- still very slow, very slow on the value. I think guys that want to see him perform now on the biggest stage, though, but it's pretty much unanimous across the board who benefits the most, not only in, even in, just in terms of legacy, but in hobby, it's like it's Tatum. Yeah. Curry is already cemented. All these other guys are cemented. Tatum
2: is the guy. So, well, that's what Mitch said last week, right? Like that, it would be best for the hobby if Celtics won. Mitch is a Celtics fan. I what? heard that. Mitch said that. I don't know if he said that in so many words. Did you but... hear
1: that? That might Mike might have edited that out. But Mitch is a Celtics <laughs> fan. So, um, anyways, we'll talk about this. You know, again, as we see any, if somebody goes off and has a crazy game, whether it be an all, like a star level guy or, or a nobody, we will kind of update pricing then and there. But that's kind of that's that's really all I have to say. There's nothing else to talk about. Listen you just to wanna, another Ring of Yeah, if you want finals talk, Simmons, Vernon, all the other guys are talking finals. They're all better at basketball talk than us.
2: Just listen to them. Well, speak for yourself, but that's fine. I want to um, talk about
1: this chart with baseball and then SGC. Okay. I, I rarely do this where I will specifically single out an Instagram handle or something. I actually know Phil. I don't know if that's his real name, though. I guess I don't know him that well. But I've met him a number of times. <laughs> uh-huh. Lives in The Boston area. So that makes him a decent person. The very least decent. Okay. Um, I thought this was pretty cool. This was published on... It actually made the chart on his... So his Instagram handle is Filmington. Phil, M-I-N-G-T-O-N. All one word. Filmington. One of his last posts, though... And I do want to get this actually correct. Because he's a troll anyways, too. I I like Phil, but he will troll if I get this wrong. Um, (laughs) Okay. He says he's been working on this for a couple months. Um, He published a version of this back in May of 2020. All data used this time was sourced from sold auctions, mostly eBay, mm-hmm. and occurred from January to the end of May. So he's basically been tracking these prices the last six months, roughly. Um, here, are the, and I'll get to what it is in a second. The notes, multiply. so the premise of this is, hey, a base auto of a guy sells for, for Bowman Chrome, for the prospect guys. Hey, this guy's base auto is $100. What is the refractor to $499? What is the purple What is the blue, the green, the shimmer, and all the way down the list? I see. Okay. I did think this was interesting because guys ask that all the time. Like, hey, this prospect from four years ago, I know his blue is doing 400 but a gold hasn't sold in forever. Like, what's the correlation? What's the multiplier? So it's actually kind of, again, this is a total baseball nerd thing. This is the type of crap I actually enjoy. I would never say that to his face, though. He did great work here. (laughs) Um, If anybody asks, I'll give out his real name and address. So.
2: To no. be clear, because I pulled it up yep. too, and it, it so if it says like 1.7, like referencing one of the that specific the, so, cards. So it's, a
1: refractor sells for roughly one, so a a, a raw, again, raw, uh, excuse me, raw, a base auto that sells for a hundred bucks.
2: This would be again, 170. N- the
1: normalized mean, normalized average, 170 bucks.
2: Got it. Okay. Yep.
1: Uh, so again, let me just hit the notes quick. So um, the multipliers are based on thousands of data points and observed trends. Um, again, this is only for Bowman Chrome prospects. So, First odd is what we're talking about. Um, raw and graded cards, which I was interested. I, I, I'm curious about that a little bit, but whatever. Um, typical range, blah blah blah.
2: Oh wait, this is raw and graded. So,
1: so basically the same thing. If the raw card is worth a hundred, the same card is the same. Gra- Excuse me. If a graded card is worth a hundred, the same grade of the next step up, that refractor would be worth the one seventy. That's basically what he's saying here.
2: Okay. Um, gotcha. He
1: did say though too and this is true, there's a huge uh, dispersion of, of prices when you start to get to like a red, really anything under an orange. There's so few.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, so, some of these are huge ranges. Yeah, and
1: that's why I, I don't care about the bottom end stuff. Okay. At, at that point, you, you make up own pricing. But I'm just going to read through this real quick because, again, if you're a baseball guy, this is kind of interesting, and we, I'm stealing this to post on our social. Sure. I already asked him if I could. I don't remember what he said, but I'm stealing it. So. I'm posting it right now. Um. So a base auto... So a refractor is worth 1.7 what a base auto is worth. A speckle, which is stupid anyways, numbered to 2.99. And a refractor is worth number to 4.99. A speckle is numbered to 2.99. That is worth 1.8. So almost the same. This was interesting. A purple is worth 1.85. I would have thought a purple would have, would have been twice just because I like purples better, but mm-hmm. fine. Blue wave is numbered to 150, 1.9. Green shimmer that's actually higher than I thought it would be. A green is worth three times. So green is numbered to 99, worth three times a base. This surprised me as well. Atomic, which is numbered to 100, and sparkle, which is numbered to 71, are worth three times and 3.1 times a base. Atomic, sparkle. The yellow, which are numbered to 75, worth 3.5. Now, this is interesting. 3.5 on a yellow, 4 on a black. They're numbered the same. They're both to 75 But then you've got blue in the middle. Now, blue is an original color. Most people think blue is awesome. Numbered to 150, it's also a 4X multiplier. So even though there's double the count, people just like blue. That has been a traditional color forever. Gold shimmer or gold wave is 5.3. Orange shimmer, orange wave, 6.75. A gold is worth about 10. That's actually been pretty standard for a long time. If a guy's base is worth 100, a gold's worth 1,000. Orange now this is lower than I thought. I would have thought orange was worth about fifteen times if a gold is ten. Orange are numbered to twenty five. It's about a thirteen point five multiplier.
2: Orange, you gets, glad you figured that out. I am.
1: After that, it gets ridiculous. Like I said, Can red I just and all say
2: other- I, I hate this. Like yep, we're done. No, 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 no. Not what you're doing. Why I hate did you this say that? system. Like there's 18 different ones, and they're all like the numbers don't even make sense half the time. Where it's like you have sense. half the you have half the number, and it's selling for less than something that has even this. Double. Okay, that's a so that's a great point. You as a new person, and I think there's a lot of this in the
1: hobby. Yeah. Hey, I have an orange shimmer. Why doesn't it sell for more than a
2: gold? Yeah. Why an is orange, orange better tw- than gold? Why it doesn't make get there's shimmer. 18 of these. Get rid of three-fourths no. of them give me Absolutely like five not. colors and nope. go from there this is ridiculous there's so many it's phenomenal How does anybody new getting into this know also these are this? not all
1: available in every product though. like bowman bowman chrome bowman draft don't all have every one of these colors
2: i just think but like if you're going to do it colors. on every box you sell it should sell it should say exactly what the, the order is of rarity and it like does. the colors in the that back. specific box
1: The boxes do tell you that. They give you that information. They do? But the market determines that, hey, a yellow is worth the same as a blue, even though it's half the amount of yellow.
2: I mean, that's not – they can't control that. It's just like the variation is just – No, no, no. The boxes tell you.
1: Yeah, it, it tells you the odds and like the numbering and all that on the box for sure. Oh well, okay. I'll take that at I least. I don't want to talk about. I said I don't. Want I to don't talk. want to talk about no. it again. Guys, if you're for a baseball nerd that. and a prospect nerd, I think this is an awesome chart. If you're not, I, I'm sorry you listened to the last 98 seconds. <laughs> That's fair. Move on. Okay. Um, okay. Real quick, I'm not even going to do the whole reveal because we're almost out of time at this point. Quite frankly, we have a little bit more, but um, we got back our 30. The rest, so our remaining 30 SGC cards, uh, they were from that 1990 marvel box that we did the marvel impel i'm not gonna lie to you we did it for our capital nonsense which is our youtube thing where we rip boxes here's what we pay here's what it costs to grade here's what we sell it for here's how much money we lost yeah. by the way in the sterling box the other night i lost 750 dollars even because eddie bought the cards
2: glad we're not that adding nice... that one
1: yeah you're also not paying craft i noticed you bailed on that i never said i was me. in i'm not superstitious but i'm a little <laughs> stitious you're to help two me.
2: cards <laughs> i was not it's taking okay. that chance
1: um not to mention the retail in those boxes is like 11 eddie gave me a deal thankfully however 30 sgc marvel cards from 1990 19 came back a gem 10 no gold labels i have still never received a gold label will. from sgc one of our biggest sponsors by the way where i the guarantee favorite. you they no purposely nepotism? don't
2: because it would look like collusion they or something could.
1: although these all went through nash cards actually i subbed everything through nash so they don't even know oh. it's mine but 19 of them came back a gem mint 10. The Stanley is, is big money. The Thanos. A bunch of the big cards came back at 10. Seven came back a 9.5, which, which is fine. It'll make up the cost and grading and a little extra. What's that? 26? I think we had three nines and one an eight point. We had already
2: gotten back another 20 We're and what was back it, like seventy? I only had five, five tens, tens, tens on the out first of one?
1: Okay. So so out of the fifty, that's not bad. That puts us at twenty-four tens and probably. Uh, seven. I'm guessing we had about
2: eight, and probably fifteen nine five. Given the value that a ten does, it is kind of surprising that there aren't more people because it's not impossible, obviously, as we can see no. to get tens. It's dude. I'm not gonna lie to you. The more I've been looking at that set, and they look real.
1: Say what you want about SGC. You don't like your cards, it's like some guys. Like, hey, I, my baseball only goes to BGS. My football only goes to PSA. Whatever. Marvel looks the best in an SGC holder. It's it's just not close. I almost want to be like, dude. I will buy you out of the half of the tens and put that whole set together of the individual hero cards, like the hero villains, just a solo cards. See, it
2: wouldn't make any sense. It's an Why would awesome you be set. the Marvel guy? I'm the Marvel guy. I like of anything, it. I do. Yeah, but too. you're cheap. I yeah, that's fair.
1: Thank you. Okay, I was gonna say, if you argue with me about that, I'm having Mike cut your microphone. <laughs> that's fair enough. Hey, you're doing great. Thank you. Let's talk Prism real quick. Football. So Prism releases Friday. Hobby tomorrow. First off the line released last Friday. $1, 15 1600 is kind of where it came down to at the very end. Mm-hmm. What is hobby selling for uh, right now?
2: The hobby box is selling for just
1: about 1600. So about the same as first off the line. What is first off the line selling for on the secondary? Just close to 2400. Oh, that's ridiculous. Yeah, I wouldn't touch first off the line for that much of a difference. Oh, really? However, I've been I did watch a few in Max uh Indy Indy the intern who doesn't like that name so we call him Max now. <laughs> By his he real name. He did say the amount of color in those First Off the Line boxes this year is insane. I heard someone else say that. Yeah, that's cool. And I watched a break where they hit a bunch of, I think it was like gold shimmers. They hit a, like four of them. Um, I, I like that, but it's it's not worth that. I would I would take Hobby for that price before I take, I'm not paying 50% more for First Off the Line.
2: Real quick, the difference between First Please. Off the Line and the regular Prism Hobby box. Are you looking at First Off the Line? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So, Does it say anything on the cover of the box about like, hey, look for exclusive parallels?
2: um if it uh, oh it says four silver silver prisms i think oh so i think that's what it is it says something about um one first off the line shimmer shimmer, and then it's got two first off the line uh, shimmer prisms there you go so there
1: are cards just like we talked about with bowman chrome there are some numbered cards that are only available in first off the line that are not available in hobby even still, I don't. I'm not paying the difference in price there. Not when I just saw him sell to the public for fifteen hundred bucks. Yeah, that's insane. So, um, okay. I, I do think Prism is going to be a good price though, like a good product. And at fifteen hundred, everybody was outraged. I mean, twenty twenty is twenty five hundred. This is a thousand dollars less. You've got five quarterbacks that sell pretty well. Davis Mills, the sixth quarterback, sells pretty well. Jamar Chase is a monster. Jalen Waddle. Devontae Smith, the St. Amore, whatever the dude's name is for the Lions. Kyle Pitts is a really high-selling tight end. Javonte Williams, Najee Harris. Like, it's actually a stupid, and I guarantee I forgot a couple. It's actually a stupid loaded class. I don't know why there's so much whining when it's this much cheaper than last year.
2: Uh, so, I, I'm curious. As far as all the product that comes out in a year, Panini Prism football, where does that, like, top five, Flag top ten? Yeah, Flagship. Okay. It's, it's so this is, a the number big, this is one of the biggest releases of the year.
1: Yeah, like this, Flawless National Treasures. Yeah. And the funny thing is they're all coming out at the end of the year. Like, f- Actually, has Flawless even come out yet? No, Flawless has not come out yet. Select comes out in like a week or two. That's another big one, or a month maybe, I don't know. But as That's far as huge. like
2: football specifically. National Treasures is
1: the one that came. Yeah, those are the big ones. Uh, if, I, if you had to give me like, hey, what are the top five Flagship? Pro- mm-hmm. In no particular order, in just my opinion, I'd say like National Treasures, Flawless, contenders prism for sure is in that list and maybe
2: select but so i just to clarify immaculate. I'm, there's multiple there's prism's prism basketball monster. and there's prism football i know prism's huge i'm just clarifying like is prism football bigger than prism? just as it's just as big as it is in basketball okay. okay a lot
1: of i think if you took a consensus what is the flagship product for football yeah i think that would be top three Pro- I, honestly we're gonna post a poll don't screw this up post the poll yeah i would say it it comes out top three if not number one okay if we take away preference i'm saying what does the market actually think is the number one product gotcha i bet this gets as much vote as anything okay cool
2: yep well then yeah that's exciting um and there's going to be guys i think triple diamond is hopefully going to be breaking um i don't know if it's a full case first
1: off the line he's doing it by the box eddie is breaking regular prism so card shop live we got a bunch of football breaks going up tonight that will break tomorrow
2: very cool um, can I
1: run through a couple of these mailbag qu- or do you have them? I I've have them, them if you
2: don't. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, can we ask the first question? Um, I'm not yeah, going to pronounce the, the name on that one. Uh, are those Chinese characters? How do you do that? He, yeah, that's Chinese name characters. Is Chinese
1: characters on Facebook. Well, he actually, won. he's
2: from Taiwan. So I don't know what language exactly they speak there. But he says, when will the ongoing recession end?
1: No comment. How do we know? We talk about baseball <laughs> don't cards, bro. I hope
2: he's in the right group.
1: I run around That's in basketball fun. shorts with my dogs. Like, why, why, why would I'm you glad ask me that, about that?
2: Um, he has an idea. He thinks that I have an idea. I don't. So, uh, Kyle Semmel wants to know thoughts on the new NFL Obsidian coming out next week. We'll talk about next week.
1: I, I honestly, I didn't. So, we just posted mailbag like ten minutes ago as we were recording. I prepared for series two, and I prepared for Prismus <laughs> week obsidian we will talk about on monday because it releases i think next wednesday so
2: fair enough we'll be we'll talk about it then kyle sorry bud all right so tim Sylvia, uh, i'm sorry nick castleman mike i know you're not a fan of bgs but which True. do you think is better for first bowman chrome autos between bgs and psa in terms of comps not even close psa quite frankly sgc is very close to bgs
1: psa is, is outselling both of them by 20 to 30 percent uh, Tim Sylvia, how overrated is the Golden State Warriors team? That's a horrible take. They're they're great. Like I don't. What's overrated about them? They have a top fifteen player all time. They have a deep bench. They play decent defense. Statistically, no, they're not a great defensive team. But they have some guys who can get stops. I, I, I yeah, I don't know how overrated. Like I think they're, I think they're going to be super tough. Celtics in seven because I'm biased.
2: Fair enough. Uh, Jason Schaefer, if you want Schaefer, Schaefer i Schaefer, e- okay. jason how do you say that is he here <coughs> he's There's not a- oh god it's happening just mute yourself if you wanted to resubmit a card to psa because you think the card the grade is too low would you submit it slabbed or for review or crack no. and submit raw wondering crack and submit raw okay yep um crack it and submit it raw micah laner with base being the devil, are base variations the route to go? Longer term, I like it. do you see them being dragged down or retaining value like colors are numbered?
1: Retaining. I like that thought. We covered the next two questions, by the way.
2: Uh, let's see. Man, Sorry. this a, a ban is, is really throwing these. At least this is an actual question. Uh, is there a good website that shows future releases of cards?
1: Yes. Yeah, I mean in general, we use blowout cards for the release calendar and for pricing. I mention we talked to them about maybe throwing us a little advertising. Who knows? But if,
2: yeah, that's that's generally what I use. If you go to Google and type in uh, okay, blowout we'll, we'll, release calendar, it'll take you, you straight go. to the release calendar page. Um Mike Nazarov, would it be smarter to submit a hit from the new Prism release to get graded or sell raw when it's at its highest peak for hype? This is to. actually a great question.
1: There's some things you just have to determine. What is like if it's a if it's if it is a top 5 quarterback and it's a big card and people are going to think I'm just being biased with my take here? Like if it's a $5,000 card you send it to PSA. I'm not saying that. But there's a lot of stuff I would just five day with SGC. SGC 5 days are getting back to people's houses in like 7 days. You could then sell the first graded copy of it. I think there's a lot of money to be made there with a lot of these new releases that are base heavy and that sell really well, like Prism. Absolutely. By the way, did you see CSGs raising their prices? For
2: what? Like being useless? I I, <laughs> uh, I didn't see that, but like makes sense. Uh, Tyler Rodriguez, does the PSA is King Theory work in non-sports cards categories also? Do- yeah, in general. On yes. retail value, resale value, yes. Yep. um let's see jt now uh eric charlesworth uh what might be some smart nfl pickups when the market inevitably dips further into the buying opportun- into buying opportunities
1: i don't think nfl is dipping any more than it is right now like nfl has actually been pretty strong lately so if you're waiting on a dip i don't think there's any buying opportunities for the dip there's guys to buy right now but I, yeah there's not a whole lot to me
2: uh Adam AJ Rottler wants to know, is there a market for Derek Carr this fall? Derek Carr has been around so long. Yes,
1: he just got Devante Adams, but they're going to have to like make the playoffs, win a game. Something's going to have to happen. He had a very good season last year and made the playoffs. Didn't get a whole lot of hobby love. A little bit, but not a
2: whole lot. So, eh, like maybe, I guess. Uh, Steven Ortiz, what are your current goals for the new Sports Cards Live app? It's called Card Shop Live. How dare you? I'm just reading um, what he read, bro.
1: Oh, he said he loves the app, though, so thank you. Yeah. I mean, the goal is to keep expanding. We want to keep adding sellers, keep adding buyers. We're also rolling out new features every week as well, so it's easier to buy, easier to sell. And we have some pretty, we actually have some pretty big partnerships coming up that we'll make some press releases about that I'm pretty pumped about. So, yes. Yeah. we want to build it. Um, so, all right. That's it. Yeah. I have nothing else to say because these gonna- other ones are long and I didn't prep for them. I didn't get this far.
2: Well, we did it then. It's an interview time, and then we'll close you out.
0: This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil Restrictions. All apply. See website for details.
2: All right, guys. Here is what we've been alluding to in real time. Uh, this is a recording. Please bear with us because we both have COVID. By the time you're listening to this, hopefully we're healthy.
1: Don't make excuses. Just do the
2: interview. Tim. If the interview, is, if the interview is bad, it's because Jesse ruined it. That's that's pretty simple. I don't know. That's a mean but fair statement. Uh We are joined by Tim Banaszek from ABC Collectibles with a Z. Uh, He is going to tell us a little bit of a story, a yarn, if you will. Uh, I think at this point, we're trying to allude to the amazingness of this collection, but the way Tim uh, told it to me before we ever got on this podcast was kind of amazing, so tim introduce yourself uh what what's your story man
3: so hey how are you guys doing appreciate uh being on here guys thank you so much for having us first my name is tim banizek i uh i'm a business partner in abc collectibles i have uh, another business partner his name is darren Weeder. him uh darren and his wife are are very heavily involved in this as well and uh we've just been having a ton of fun with this American treasure that we, uh, that we found back in, uh, in, uh, right around March, 2020. Uh, so right, right at the, uh, I want to see the peak of COVID maybe, however you want to say it, but you know, that's, that's, that's how we came across it.
2: Okay. So back in 2020, tell, tell us what happened. You're, you were in the hobby before this, how,
3: so to give you just a little bit of background, I don't want to go back too far. I was a huge collector in the 80s, um, you know, started in whatever, 79, 80, you know, with a Ricky Henderson rookie. And then I became a huge Timmy Raines fan uh, when Timmy came, came along and uh, I was lived in Syracuse, whatever. So I, I was a big collector in the 80s. Flash forward, worked for Tough Stuff Publication. Oh, yeah. College. And I worked in, I worked for Tough Stuff from 96 to 98. Um, actually, really, I would say 99. January of 99 is really the... Um, and that got me into it a little bit. But I, I was in it to make money. Like I was selling advertising. So it was like very big difference from, you know, collecting to wanting to sell Fleer, Donruss whoever it was advertising, you know, gotcha. was, it, be, it became my living. So I really didn't get to enjoy the hobby.
1: I wonder how many of our listeners even know what tough stuff is. So tough stuff, because we have so much, so many new people, tough stuff was like Beckett, but it had all four sports in it. Plus like other articles, but that was the price guide back then, Jess. Like oh. you, it was, it was literally a magazine, tough stuff. You went to the tab, baseball, basketball, football, hockey, and you looked up like your card, your set number, and what the, like the value was according to tough stuff.
2: Oh, that makes so much more sense when I was talking to Tim yesterday and he told me about Tough Stuff. I was like, oh, it's like a workout magazine. Okay, he had an cool. even more glossed <laughs> over look on your face than normal. So
1: I figured I'd, I'd fill you uh, in on that. Yeah, but it, that, I remember Tough Stuff very well as a kid. All right. All sorry, right. Tim. So,
2: Tim, you were working at Tough Stuff. And then where where do we go from there?
3: No, so flash forward. So now we're going to jump. Let's just jump, um, you know, whatever. Uh, 20. Yeah. So we're jumping almost 21 years. Um, April Uh, right excuse me, probably about January, during um, January, 2020, I went downstairs and I was like, you want to know what? I'm going to dab back into this. So I ordered some stuff on eBay, some sealed boxes. Now, mind you guys, I got to share this with you. I knew nothing at the time of pricing value. I just knew what I loved and I knew what was, what was um, familiar to me. And that was 80, 81, 82, 83, 84. So I bought all these sealed boxes. They come in the mail. I open them up. I post them on Facebook, which I wasn't a big poster, but I posted them on Facebook at the time. And a good friend of our responds within five minutes. She says, Tim, stop buying on Facebook. You need to come and see my dad's collection. So she calls me 10 minutes later she gives me the basically a little bit of the details. I'm like, I'm really excited. I would love to come and see it. She shared with me a price that she was interested in getting. And I was like, okay, sure. I'm just it's like gonna- a, pri-
1: a price for the collection. A price for the collection.
3: Yes, a price for this collection.
1: What are the it, chances you tell us this price, or is that off the books?
3: It's sort of off the books right now. Okay, I, that's fine. I would love to talk about that maybe in the future. Sure, but but right now we're sort of a we're sort of bound by uh by some some agreements and some contracts that we got to keep that under uh under close uh, uh uh sealed lips. So okay, so she says this to me, and then and the other side of her mouth, it was very interesting. She said, "I've had these huge dealers come in." And none of them have been able to pull the trigger because they, they can't deal with, they don't know how to deal with it logistically. And they don't know how, they, they don't know if, if, you know, the price just has not, never met. So again, I stress that these are still very good friends of ours. Um, but I stress that, that you know, she had, she had shared this price with me. So I'm like, okay. So I think I, at that point, I didn't know going into it the next day that I had a huge advantage. Against against anybody else, that was it because the price had already been declared of what she was for. So there was no thought process, whatever. So I go to the collection the next day. Mind you, guys, this is fifteen minutes from my house. Fifteen minutes. Okay. This collection existed fifteen minutes from my house. I, I drive over. I walk into the house. I, I meet with, with him and I meet with, um, with Donna, uh, the daughter and, you know, they walk me to the first room, which was in the house.
1: So I, Tim, just so I have some context, how old is this guy? Are we talking 60s, 70s, 80s? He
3: was 78 at the time. Okay. And he, he was dealing with some, some definite, some definite, um, health issues.
2: Gotcha. Okay. And, Maybe to help the audience too, because we're not giving a ton of detail here. As far as the money goes, we're not talking about like a few hundred bucks or a thousand dollars or something like that no, for this deal. No, no it's we're, pretty, it
3: was, it was, it's pretty, it's pretty, uh, yeah, it's pretty up there. It's, it's up there. It's, it's we're talking
2: six to seven figures at least, somewhere between yeah, there.
3: But let's stick with that. We'll stick with that number. We'll stick with those figures right there. Six. Possibly
2: eight figures. Okay, yep. got it.
3: Yep, yep. We'll we'll remove the eight figures and we'll stick with six to seven. Six
2: and seven, okay.
3: okay. Six six to seven. So we go in, I go into the house. I see, this is where it's going to flip you guys out. I walk into this room and it's just banker boxes full of sets. And I look and it's explained to me that he has every set from 1954 to 2016 of baseball, and I'm like, wow, okay. And now- at this point,
2: do you think he's exaggerating? Like, yeah, he has every set, but probably not every set.
3: Yeah, I, I again, it, like, I think it was very difficult for me to process that at the moment, but I'm, I'm, I'm so entrenched now and so intrigued by the fact that. I'm now about to see stuff I've never seen before, regardless of whether I'm going to buy this or not. But I was not, at this point, I was not even, not even really thinking about the purchase more than the experience of what I'm about to experience. So again, I can't remember what I learned in, in, in high school social studies, but I can remember card numbers and I remember 1968 card 177 Nolan Ryan rookie. I'm like, yep. "Can I look in the 1968 sets? He has three of them. Three of the sets. I look in all three, I pull the 177. I'm pulling I'm pulling Nolan Ryan rookies out. And I'm like, "Okay, this, this is sort of real. I mean, like maybe I'm, I'm, but I just pulled a random card out and it was there. So again, I'm looking through more cards. He's got, you know, some, and I, I'm, I don't, I don't want to get into too much detail, but he's got some Wayne Gretzky Opeachy rookies. He's got um, some 1934 Gaudi, uh and 1933 Gowdy uh, Babe Ruths um, that I'm looking at that he has just sitting there. And then uh, you know, and, and a lot more other like game used bats that are sort of sitting there. Some you know nobody really big in the game used bat situation. You know, we're talking like Brady Anderson. You know, he's in Baltimore. We're, we're in Baltimore's backyard, so you know, okay,
1: local hero, but not like a well-known guy yep. national. I mean, yep. yeah, sure, yeah,
3: yep. So like a Brady Anderson and a few others. So um, I'm like, wow, this is incredible. This is awesome. She goes, we really haven't seen anything yet let's go in my, my dad, her dad had built a warehouse in the back. And I was like, okay. So I go outside just to give you guys a little detail, because this is the fun stuff. His new hobby was bulldozing. So he had like these bobcats and bulldozers in his yard that he was like, that was his new hobby. So he was no longer like entrenched in this, but doing like, fun stuff outside, which is this what,
1: 80 year old, just outside bulldozing
3: stuff, just bulldozing stuff. This guy sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah. Spectacular. He's, a, he's, he's amazing. So we go in the back, she says, we're, I'm going to go, I'm going to show you this first one. Um, so we walk into the first room, which was carpeted and it had glass cases on all the way almost all the way around one of the things and i walk in and guys it is just boxes and boxes of cards sealed cases and boxes and updated sets and everything and i'm like wow i'm like come on man and i'm like over to the left is um uh, uh uncut uncut sheets. And I and I know you guys remember back in the day everybody thought uncut sheets were gonna be the thing and they mm-hmm. never turned out to be the thing. But he's got uncut sheets of football, basketball, baseball, hockey. He's got um uh I open up this box and it's a it's got a game used jersey and a game used glove and catcher equipment of Bill Dick. Okay. Bill Dickey from the thirties. Okay. So I'm like, wow. I'm like, and now I'm sort of starting to play the role of this is included, right? Like this is (laughs) sure. Now I'm starting to play that role, which is pretty cool. I said, wow, this is awesome. She then says, you haven't seen anything yet. And I said, but come on, we walk out literally 10 steps. Um, to the right, she opens up this, like this door and guys, have you guys ever seen the show forwards porters?
1: Oh yeah. Mm -hmm.
3: Picture this. It's just boxes and boxes and boxes and boxes to the ceiling. And there is a trail that you can walk through it, but it's cards upon cards, and I'm walking in here and I'm seeing sealed cases from the 80s, you know, Don Donruss, um, Bowman, uh, Fleer, Tops, everything, even from like, you know, the mid 80s and, and all that stuff. And I'm like, this is crazy. And he then explains to me, these are all the collections that I've purchased. I have not even had a chance to organize this stuff. So I'm like, okay.
2: Wow. So, to put in perspective, the room you were in before—the carpeted glass wall, like it's this entire room, floor to ceiling cards—what percentage of the collection was that? Would about, you say about ten percent? That was ten percent. An entire room of floor to ceiling cards was ten percent, and now you're in a room with everything
1: in the hoarder else room.
3: And now I'm in the hoarder room where it is eighty percent of the collection. And when I, guys, I have photos of it, and I have a video walking through it that at some point I, you know, I would love to share with you guys just to give you guys a perspective. But the only perspective I can give you is walking into someone's house and they just have just every piece of mail that they've ever received in their life. And it's just stacked to the ceiling and there's trails walking through. And, um, but a lot of this stuff is
2: sealed though. Like the condition was, would still be considered good or?
3: That everything was spectacular. And when I tell you spectacular is we didn't find that out till later. So the mystery, the really cool piece to this was, okay, so now I have seen this room, and it's just a big cluster. It's just a big pile of stuff. and it's like storage wars. You're now going to buy something. If you choose to buy it, you're going to buy it based on. The fact that he's telling you he's never been through it, and there's just possibly some really awesome gems in there that that you know could be worth you know tens of thousands to hundreds of thousands of dollars is is basically what we're looking at. So I then leave. I turn to Donna, which now i've 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 done this probably a couple times, and I've said to her. Why are you? This is like, this is insane. This is incredible. And she explains, we really need to get this out of my dad's life. It has been a really difficult thing. It's created a lot of stress and a lot of health issues. And at this point, we really need to get it out of his life. So I'm like, okay, I'm on board. For me, this is where it sort of gets emotional and it gets really neat because. I then say, bye. There's no commitment. There's no discussion of commitment. And I pull out and I call, and this is a fun part of the story. I call my best friend, who is one of the assistant coaches for the Pittsburgh Pirates, who I collected with when I was younger. His name is Kevin Roach. And Um, Kevin works, he works in the video uh, on the video side, uh, for, for the, uh, for the pirates, but Kevin and I collected. So I call him randomly and I go, Kevin, you're going to flip. And I'm explaining this to him. And he's like, holy cow. So I talk to him for a little bit. He's getting me all jacked up. Are you going to do it? Are you going to do it? And I'm like, oh my God, I don't know. I I mean, he's a a
1: Pirates coach. This is the most exciting thing that's happened in his life in the last 30 years. So,
3: (laughs) (laughs) yeah, Yeah. sorry, Kev. Of course. No, Of course, (laughs) he would agree with you. But every year I talk to him, every year I talk to him, April 1st, he always tells me, we got a chance, man. We got a chance.
2: (laughs)
1: Sweet, Kevin.
3: So I walk into the house. My wife looks at me and she says, how was it? Was it, you know, was it cool? Now, I have not spoken to her about buying this. I've just talked to her about going over and seeing it. And I explained to her, you know, a little bit, just like, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling really awkward right now. I got to go downstairs into my, my little memorabilia cave that I have with all my stuff. So I go downstairs and I walk, I walk over to the couch. I sit down, not to give you play by play, but I look at my wife and I start crying because I look at her and I said, I was not meant to see this. This was not meant for me. I just want to buy a few boxes on eBay. Like I don't know how I walk away from this now to to actually understand the quantity that we're talking about At this point, I knew there was quality in the house. I didn't know about what was what we were getting into, um, uh, you know, outside the house in the warehouse. Because what
1: are we talking, Tim? Like quantity-wise, estimate of of card count?
3: About a hundred million
2: plus.
1: A hundred million. Yeah. So 100 me million and Jesse.
2: Cards. Yeah, hundred million, car- million,
1: million cards. Hundred million cards. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm talking. Because I'm trying to think, Jesse, Rob at Burbank had how many millions of cards? Oh, it was not nearly like, that many. No, no, it was like a fraction of that though. And but it I was mean, it was a massive. It was a warehouse. warehouse. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, th- that's, this isn't like, Hey, I w- I'm going to come up with some money and just go buy some boxes. This is, Hey, I'm going to buy this collection for six, seven figures, which by the way, Tim said it, it's seven figures. That's okay. Um, <laughs> but then like, I got to go buy a warehouse to store this stuff.
3: No, you're exactly right. And I tell you this guys, as I'm driving home, cause I don't want to add too much. I don't want to add too much detail. Cause I don't want to burn. I don't want to burn a- a- every, every, uh, every ounce of thing, you know, every ounce, every ounce of seconds for, uh, talking about this, but, um, about just this part of it. But when I was driving home, I drove past a place that used to be an antique shop. And I said, if I buy this, that's what, that's where I want to put it. So mind you, my my current business partner is not in the picture yet. Like he was not in the picture yet. And that comes, that comes the next day, literally the next day. So I then have Tears coming down. My wife looks at me. She says, "If you've got a plan, I support you. Go ahead and do it." I said, "Okay." Now, through my mind, I'm going. I'm calling the Hall of Fame. I'm calling everybody that 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 could be a part of this. Meaning, like Major League Baseball, whatever you know. And and I'm just at this point. I'm just brainstorming of how I'm going to do this. Well, next morning, I get a phone call from Donna at 9am. Guys, now mind you, I'm not fully committed to this. 9am, she says, I have a dealer coming in from California. He's flying in tomorrow and he's ready to make an offer. I said, okay. She said, Tim, I I cannot let him fly in and then you commit to it and then send him home. So I really have to know within the next probably two or three hours if you're going to do it. I call my brother, I get the money situated, I wire the money over, and I, at that point, own an American treasure, is what I would call
2: it. You are now the owner of the largest card collection probably in the world.
3: Yeah, I, and private. Let's say private card collection, because that's that's how I like to... It was. It's the largest private card collection probably that exists in the world. I would, I would i've I never would heard say- of
2: anything near 100 million so and, and to put this in perspective like we're, you go through because when we went to burbank cards which i, I looked at it up, it was like i think they tout 40 million cards okay. so and but this is a business and they're selling these cards and it's warehouses but it's not like wax i mean they have wax but these are like unwrapped cards you have like still in the package like LeBron rookies, like Kobe rookies, anything um, like
3: that? No, we do have Kobe rookies. We have a bunch of 96-97 metal sealed packs. Ugh. Sealed, um, yes.
1: Sealed boxes, cases?
3: Yes. Of of Just, 97
1: Um, so under, Jesse, those are the PM, like that's PM, like that next yeah. few years, you're talking PMGs, yeah. So, did... We
3: have 80, our, our, our earliest, I'm gonna tell you, like in regards to basketball, our earliest is gonna be eighty eight eighty nine Sleer, sealed boxes. Is that Scotty Pippen's rookie? Scotty Pippen and John Stockton's rookie,
2: yeah. Yeah. So you say sealed boxes, but do you have like do you have no no Jordan box. rookies? Yeah,
3: sealed wax. Um, those are those are our earliest, not a lot of them either. I'm actually, I'm actually looking at I'm looking at them as we speak right now because I'm in <sighs> our, our showroom. Yeah. So then, and then but, just
1: and then just hang on, and then just yeah, he's talking about boxes and cases, Jess. That's yeah, what he's talking about. Yeah, and and then you're talking, then you're talking just sets of every individual card from 1954 to, 2000, to 2006. 16.
3: 2016. Baseball. 2016. That's baseball specific. Sheesh.
2: What? So basketball, football, those are still in there, just not quite as many.
3: Yeah, I mean, we have we have we have sets. We have a ton of sets. Of, of basketball, and I kid you not, like, he, when I tell you guys, like, 87, 88 basketball, we probably got 20, 25 sets. That's
2: an, so, what have you put an estimation of the value of this?
3: We, we, we have put an estimation, so we use... Um, and I don't, I, I don't want to overstep my bounds. We use a company, um, that helps us do a lot of our, uh, a lot of our scanning. Can I say them on? Uh, of course uh, you can. Yeah. So yeah sure. Are you guys familiar with collects?
1: Yeah. That's Ted's company, right? Yeah, Ted and his son. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We met Ted and his son at MIT. So, cause you guys are categorizing, cataloging this as you go.
2: Yes. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So, oh, that's the one like center stage. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So Ted, has been here and he obviously very similar has said this is the largest collection he's ever seen. Evan from dibs, same thing. The CEO from dibs, he, he has showed up here. He has seen thousands and thousands of collections in the last two or three years. He said, I've never seen anything like it. He, I believe he has been at, he's seen the Burbank um, uh, uh, showroom. It still does not compare, but yeah. I let's explain this to you guys we are not even 5% organized like Burbank is. Now we have, we have separated basketball and baseball and football and hockey. You know, Darren, my, my, you know, my business partner, his wife has done an exceptional job with, with organizing a lot of this stuff and, and, you know, and just separating it. But in regards to a database where you would say to me, Hey, do you have, and this is the fun part. Do you have Steph Curry rookies? Yeah. I've got about 18 of them tops, but we don't know, you know, I mean, I, they're not in a database and you know, mind you, I got it. This is also something I got to explain to you guys. All this stuff is mint. Like he, he had it. It's all in plastic. So
1: he knew what he was doing. I mean, he he had he knew condition obviously was was king. He was very meticulous about this. So let me ask you this, Tim. Like, what is the what is the plan here for ABC collectibles? Like what is the is the goal like, hey, we're we're gonna go through this and sell this, or hey, we're gonna go through and set up a museum. What like what is the what is your you know, five-year plan for this thing? If I said, where are you guys in five years? What's that look like in your mind? So
3: I will share this. Is we have right now at this point no plans on selling the collection okay i think we've all agreed um that we we want to first find out what we can do with it but more importantly we want to share it with the world and that is the most important thing i think that this is meant for people to see based on the fact that it is an american treasure okay this was sitting 15 minutes from my house Did the man know what he had? Absolutely. But he accumulated so much that he didn't know what he had that as we started thumbing through it, and again, um, Jess, I think I explained this to you yesterday, but Mike, when you're thumbing through a box that says basketball and you find eight Kobe Bryant tops, 96 um, rookies, and you find, you know, seven, you know, we have tons and tons of, of uh, you know, of Michael Jordan's, you know, in regards to like, we only have one, he only had one 86, one Fleer 86, and it was in a set. But you understand we have four or five Larry Bird's, four or five Magic Johnson's, some of them graded, some of them not graded.
2: Oh, he's got graded stuff in there too.
3: Yeah, he's got graded stuff in here too, and I do not know. I never had that that detailed conversation with him about whether he had this stuff graded himself,
1: but, or just came in collections he bought up. Maybe. Yeah,
2: yeah, exactly. And he's so has he since passed? No. Oh,
3: no. he's still. Nope his his health has declined though. Yes.
2: Okay, man. So at this point, the game plan is not to sell necessarily, but to share it. But that how that looks, that's TBD.
3: I would I would even say to you guys and and please take this as an open invite. You guys, if you guys could ever figure out how to do a live broadcast from here and walking through and video and maybe open up, open up the a, a video, sharing this with 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 your listeners and, and your followers. I think that it actually would create even more. um, It would create, uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? More uh, um, enthusiasm for the hobby, just because I can tell you personally, I didn't know what I was getting into. Now I wake up every day, old kid. I am literally 12 years old every single day.
2: (laughs) Right. Man, Tim. That's absolutely, it's, it's absolutely an incredible story. The fact that you had this 15 minutes from your house and you decided to get back into the hobby and then bam, you this lay, lays down in your lap. But I I do think that it's something that if you share this with the rest of the world, it does generate more buzz uh, because it's just such a, it's like a, a seventh wonder of the world type of thing. It, it's
3: just I think that you actually just, just hit the nail on the head with the fact that, it is a wonder it is it is a wonder in the hobby and it's one of those completely unknown and the the random piece to this and i do and i always and i stress this it was 15 minutes you know you just said it 15 minutes from my house like i'm like this just existed and i get in my car and i drive over and it's not just a collection it could possibly be The greatest collection of all time. And again, I'm not telling you that I have, it's the most valuable. I want to tell you it's the greatest collection. Yeah. Believe that. I believe it with my heart because it's, it has everything. You know, have we found the 52 mantle? No, but we don't need it. Like it's not, it's not a part of the journey. Like, I think that, that I think I actually think that that card existed at some point in this, in this collection and somebody might've done something. I think as he aged and invited people into the house, who knows, I don't know. I really don't. So really, you know, to pass that judgment, but there are boxes and boxes and boxes of 52 50s. Guys, I have a whole box of 1909 T205 graded T205s just sitting in boxes. We got the Cobb. We do have the Cobb. We have the Walter Johnson.
2: Man. So in the end, we want to come and see it. I don't know when we get up that way. Yeah, but. where
1: are you? So is it still a kind of
3: outside of Baltimore, Tim? Is that what you said? No, so we are um we are actually uh bear with me. We are actually uh uh in right outside of Richmond, Virginia. So oh, okay. We're about 30 minutes outside of Richmond. Yep. Are <laughs> you going to
1: be home at the end of end of June? We're driving right through. I'm driving home to Boston for a couple of weeks with my wife. We're taking a road trip.
3: So unfortunately, I'm gonna be in Hawaii visiting my daughter, but I would I would tell you that my my business just probably, leave the key. Oh, I <laughs> <minutes>. I, <laughs> I try guys. No, my they would they could be here. Um and they could obviously walk you through. I think um whether it's both of you I don't know if both of you guys met Darren. You guys met Darren in Vegas. Oh, I
2: met yeah, so yep, uh I don't think we've mentioned, but yeah, I met you guys at the mint um in Vegas. Oh, yep. just a few months ago.
3: Yep. And that's one thing I do have to share with you guys is that, you know, since, since this and um, the day after, and this is a funny story, Darren calls me, just to add to the story, he calls me and says, talks to me. This is He's one of my best friends from, from 1996 to now. Our kids have grown up together and our families are really close. And the next thing you know, he's talking to me about something else. And he's like, what's going on? I'm like, but I just, I don't know what the hell I just did. Excuse me. I don't, I just just bought something that I don't know what I'm going to do with. I, I, and he goes, what is it? I've always wanted to go into business with you. Tell me. And I explained it to him. He's like, I'm in. And I go, okay, you're in. And the next thing you know, we were partners. And then, um, and then we've expanded that with, uh, with another, another gentleman. Um, his name is Amit Kabani, who is a previous associate of mine from, uh, from another business. He is, he is involved in the collection as well. Uh, and just, he's, he's a collector and, and he's just a really good guy. Just a really good guy.
2: So Tim, Thank you for coming on, man. Thank it. you for sharing this. And love thank it. you for the offer to have us come up and check it out. Hey, Tim, honestly. we got to close
1: with this question. How did you move this collection to your warehouse where it is now? Oh, yeah.
3: Uh, you ready for this? It took us about 18, 24 foot U-Haul trucks, 18 of them. <laughs>
1: Well, we'll definitely be in touch. We want to come up and see it. We'll get the video team up there. I think it'd be a pretty cool story and to be able to meet you in person. So we appreciate you taking some time.
3: Can I, can I plug our Instagram with you guys? Would that be, it's ABC underscore collectibles guys. If whoever the listeners follow us, we're sharing videos, um, of our finds daily and, uh, and we're having the time of our lives. So if you want to see what we're finding in this great, uh, great collection and American treasure, man. Just uh, go check us out on, uh, on Instagram. Awesome. Perfect. So
1: there you go. That is Tim from ABC collectibles. And uh, we'll be back in touch in the future when we're coming to visit.
3: Hey, I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on. You guys are awesome. Thanks, awesome. Sam. Have a good day. Appreciate you guys. Take care.
1: So there you go. Um, by the way, I talked to Mark Zablo from Bleaker Trading. We're visiting Bleaker next Tuesday where we're going to do a bunch of giveaways on the app. He is going to join us on the podcast for a five to eight minute spot on Monday because I got some cool things in the works. Just confirm that today. Wanted to let you know.
2: Is it actually interesting or are we just having him on because it's like a back and forth? We go there. He comes here. I mean, when
1: have I ever done something for just a back and forth? That's something
2: you would do. That's I something would never do that. you would
1: do that. When have I done it?
2: I'm not going to name, because then it would be insulting to the people that we had. Mm -hmm. Because they don't exist? Yeah, you don't exist.
1: (laughs) That's a good line to end on. Don't (laughs) speak again. That is the sport. (laughs) That is Sports Cards and Nonsense, brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network, powered by Spotify. We'll be back on Monday with Bleaker and some uninteresting news, apparently, because of stupid Jesse. (laughs) And we'll be back. So Monday, podcast. Tuesday, live show at Bleaker Trading in New York. Thursday, podcast. I don't want to speak to you anymore. I'm going to hang up. Goodbye. Goodbye.